Okay, so the pandemic happened, right? I mean, it's still happening. And we like to wish or hope that it will be over soon. But we don't actually know when it's going to end because every time it seems like we're getting ahead with it, it's like we get kicked in the teeth and we're knocked back down again. And yes, this affects us. It affects our jobs. It affects our lives. It affects our, you know, everything really. But what we don't realize is that it really is affecting our children more than we'd like to think. We look at our kids and we often will think like, well, they're okay. They're good. They have their screen. They have, you know, whatever, like they're good. But then it comes to their education and we realize that like, oh my goodness, my kid has fallen significantly behind with their education due to the pandemic and the constant lockdowns and the constant like uncertainties and chaos that's around all of that. And then we realize that like, oh shoot, my kid is struggling socially and I don't know how to help them. There's so many instances where this is happening over and over again. Some kids did just fine during this pandemic, but some kids didn't. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how to help our kids that have been struggling with their learning and other aspects of their lives due to this global pandemic. Today, I have an incredible guest joining us. She is an expert on education, and she is here to help us kind of get through this time and also give us tips to help our kids excel despite the fact that things have been so crazy. Okay, here we go. Let's start this show. I'm so glad that you found the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We live in a digital world that so often leaves mamas behind. That's why I'm here, to help you get through the days and not feel so alone. I'll be covering topics from anxiety to homeschool to health to raising kids and so much more. I'll be joined by some pretty incredible experts on all of these various topics to help you with all of your mama questions. Whatever you need, I'm right here to help you. Thank you for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Welcome to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. You are listening to episode 29. This is Jamie, your host, and I'm very excited that you're listening in today. Today, we are chatting with an expert on education. Her name is Amy Buckley, and she is the founder of Study Help Incorporated, and she's also a veteran public school teacher. So a little bit about Study Help Incorporated is that it is a, pl- a tutoring platform that connects top quality teachers with students who are looking for a better understanding and academic skill. I will let her tell you more about this amazing platform during the interview. So for now, I'll just tell you a little bit about Amy before we jump into it. So for the first five years of her career as a teacher, Amy taught students with emotional issues due to neglect or trauma. She then moved to teaching students with mild to moderate disabilities. She has taught in this position for the last 20 years. How amazing is that? So most teachers are experts on the content they deliver, and Amy is an expert at teaching. She prides herself in making the content accessible to her students, and she just has such a big heart, and she's so awesome, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. So welcome to the Genuine Mom Club podcast, Amy. I am so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jamie. I'm excited to be here and to share with your listeners how they can support their children at home. I'm so excited to be able to have you on here. I'm more than positive. My listeners are going to be so excited to be able to hear this. This is some awesome information. And I just was digging through um, like social media and all of that. And I just love 
your content. It's really good. And it's just, it's so nice to be able to offer that to parents. So again, thank you for coming on. And before we jump into some major questions, can you just share with my listeners a little bit about yourself and what motivated you to start study help? Absolutely. I'd love to. So I have been teaching since 1996. So it's been, a, it's been a couple of years awesome. and as a teacher, there's certain things that I find very frustrating in the limited amount of time and resources that I have with students. I started study help in August of 2020, and I've seen what students need. Yeah. And I knew at that point that students were going to need more than we could offer in the school site. And there was always students prior to that that needed that extra support. Right. And parents would ask me to connect them with different people. But in the school environment, I'm not allowed to do that legally. So by developing my own platform, people can find me on the internet or through friend referrals. And then what we do is we connect students with the right teacher for them. And everyone on my platform are credentialed teachers that do the the tutoring. So you're, you're not getting a high school student or a college student who's taken the class. You're getting a teacher who teaches the class, which is a totally different experience. That's awesome. I'm setting families up with teachers either that are either current teachers or Mm -hmm. retired teachers Mm -hmm. that they haven't just experienced the curriculum. They have taught the curriculum. That is so good. And I'd, I'd imagine that it's quite successful, like for the students that you're setting up, like they must be doing quite well. Cause if you're getting like an actual teacher, right. That's that's amazing. (laughs) It's very intrinsically rewarding. That's awesome. Students that we have are all doing really well. They love their sessions. Yeah. In the beginning, I think as a parent, it's hard to get a student, your child to show up for tutoring. But once they show up and they realize that this person, A, can make it fun. For sure. Yeah. B, they know what they're talking about. So they leave more confident with the content. And it actually reduces the amount of time that they have to work on their homework at home, because now you're taking something that might take two to three hours and you're doing it in 50 minutes because you have someone there who, who is trained Mm -hmm. and has practiced doing that before, rather than someone who as a parent, as a parent, I wouldn't try and teach my child art. Right. I'm not an art teacher. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I know as a teacher, Hey, I'm going to call my friend, Michael, Mm -hmm. who is this fantastic art teacher. And I'm going to have him do with my child in a very small amount of time. What would take me hours and research, right? Because he does it. He knows it. Yeah. That is so cool. And I love that because that's a special network, right? Like, and it's just so helpful for the families that you know, need that. Like, right. It's one of the things that, you know, with the pandemic and everything that's happening, like, it's so hard to be able to get like good education for kids. Like if they're, you know, stuck in virtual learning or whatever the case, and it's just so nice to know that there's like 
this system in place that you've created. Mm -hmm. I love it. And because it's one-to-one or very small groups. Yeah. You know, we, we've, we don't have more than five kids That's in a group. Awesome. Wow. And, and they, they enjoy that time and they're not zoning out because they're being engaged with a person so the cool. entire time. Yeah. That is so neat. I love that. I'm not going to say that sometimes cats and dogs don't come into the frame because sometimes we have to have those conversations, right. you know, yeah. but that's part of creating that relationship. Definitely. So with the pandemic and the stress that parents and educators and children have been facing, mm -hmm. what are some ways that like we can help our children that are struggling with their education? I mean, clearly study help is definitely like top of the list, but do you have any other practical ideas that Absolutely. can help? Absolutely. First of all, when you're addressing homework at home, mm -hmm. it's really important as yeah. adults that we don't bring our own anxieties and personal relationships to different subjects into what our children are doing, because we lay that on them and they start to absorb that. So as a parent, if a parent says, oh, I, I was never good at math then that this is what's happening in that child's brain. Right. And they're going to take that persona on mm. and maybe they actually are good at math, but now they think, well, my mom or my dad wasn't good at math or my grandma. So I'm probably not good at math. Mm. And the anxiety that comes from doing your homework in a, in a classroom or a homework environment, it's really important that as adults that we stay calm. Yeah. as the child is escalating, because we know that's going to happen. And we know as parents that it happens over everything. It's not just doing your homework, right? It's the first time learning to tie your shoe. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, the tears <laughs> and everything. And eventually, yes, they learn how to tie their shoe, yeah. but we have to get past that part without letting the frustration get to us as adults, the calmer we are, the calmer they will be. And the more they will able, be able to regulate their emotion when they wow. say, oh, okay, dad is not upset about this. Dad's calm. Yeah. And it, it brings that emotion back down. So cool. I love that. Cause you really like, it's hard, right? It's so hard. It's so hard to be calm when your kids are like freaking out. Cause it's like, yes, Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to lose it right now. Like it's so incredibly hard, but and it's frustrating, right? Like sometimes oh, yeah. you just get really like inside, believe me, I am not above getting like super frustrated, but I try and like, I try and regulate myself on the outside. Yeah. So I put on my mask of <laughs> it's okay inside. Yeah. I might not feel that way inside. <laughs> I'm like, ah, and you know, getting so upset. Like maybe I need to go make some bread or something. Right. <laughs> but, but on the outside, it needs to be, it's okay. Yeah. We're going to get through this yeah. step-by-step that set small attainable mm -hmm. goals. Yeah. And at each goal, there's going to be some sort of reward that we will give ourselves. And that doesn't need to be food or TV or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It could be anything that in your home, is a special thing. Like, okay. Right. I, I have a friend that has like a celebration plate, Aww. a special celebration plate that says celebrate on it. 
and I think it's probably a holiday plate, but anytime there's some sort of success that that child in the family gets to eat off the celebrate plate, right? Oh, that's so cute. So it, it makes them feel good. It's something special. It doesn't cost money. It's not something you put in your mouth, but it is a reward. That is incredible. Use a celebration plate. It's not even, I've never even thought of that. Like that is such a good idea. So right. Or like a special glass or something. I'm going to have to go buy these things now. That's just, (laughs) that's such a good idea. I guess it does cost initially in the investment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I can probably pick something up at the dollar store and it'll be like Mm -hmm. perfect. That is so cool. Okay. So before this show, I talked to some of my listeners and asked them what questions they would have for you. Mm-hmm. And one mom asked, what do I do when my child just doesn't want to learn? They're tired of it. They're throwing tantrums and don't want to apply themselves at all. I'm at my wits end. I spend hours trying to get her to get her work done. And she just gets more and more frustrated as do I, what do I do to help her? So at this point it's become a repetitious behavior. And you have to break that cycle because there's anticipation going into the homework that this is what it's going to be like. I'm going to get upset. I'm not going to understand. Mom's going to get mad at me. And it has nothing to do with being a good parent. I just want to make that clear that you can be an amazing parent and this can still happen. Right. So don't carry guilt about that. Yeah. It happens to the best parents. Yeah. That's the point when you need to break the cycle. So at that point, you need to call someone else in to do the homework. And it could be us, but it doesn't have to be. It could be grandma. It could be aunt. It can be whomever big sister wants to do it, but you need to change it up because right now you have a cycle and that cycle is going to continue until you break the cycle. Wow. So you need to erase the board. Yeah. (laughs) Like in the classroom, erase the board and you just have to start brand new and set up a whole different system. Now, if I knew this actual listener, she and I could have a conversation about what's, what is the day-to-day protocols that are happening in the class. And we could reorganize that to make it a less stressful situation for everyone, because what we don't want is school and learning to be a negative. For sure. It should yeah. be exciting. They should, your children should come home and want to tell you today I got to play integer wars, something that we did um, two days ago in my classroom. And at the end, the students were like, ah, oh, can we do this again? This was so exciting. I was like, yeah. And go home. All you need a deck of cards. The red cards are negatives. The black cards are positive and you play war and you add, right? So you get two cards at a time. I said, play with your parents, play with your friends, do it at lunchtime. They don't know they're learning (laughs) because I've made it a game. They just think it's fun. So if you can gamify things in your home, what kid doesn't love a game? That's so true. Isn't it? Yeah. Like you could make anything a game and all of a sudden your kids become experts at it. (laughs) It's so true. I love that. Okay. So 
basically we need to get like a middleman, right? So for this listener, that's, you know, struggling with her child with schooling or, you know, they're frustrated. And so you're saying like, it's a cycle, get a middleman. So at least for a short term, just to reset, it doesn't have to be a forever thing. Maybe it's a week. Yeah. Maybe it's a little more than that, but then when you restart, make sure that you change the dynamic. Mm -hmm. So, because your child is going to come in thinking, okay, this is going to be what happened before. So you need to make sure that from the very beginning, it isn't. So they understand that you have a sit down and you say, okay, let's set some goals. Let's set up some systems. Let's make this better. What would you like to see happen? What would you like the rewards to be so that you get buy-in? And I wouldn't do anything in the beginning. That's like, takes a long time to achieve. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say, okay, you can have American girl doll. If you, for one month do this, because that is way too much for a little kid. Right. Even for an older kid, you need to start with smaller chunks that are manageable And then as they achieve success, move that a little bit further. Like when you teach a kid to swim, right? In the beginning, you're like a foot away and then you're two feet away and then you're three feet away. And then you're on the other side of the pool so that you're, you're moving that endpoint in increments. And I also love that you said like, you guys could be the middleman too, which is so fantastic. Right. So if, you know, somebody's listening and they're like, well, you know, grandma's always busy and like, Mm -hmm. maybe like my partner is like not wanting to deal with it. So, I mean, there's you, there's hope. There's us. Yeah. There's not like, it's not there. Like they're going to be by themselves because there's people like you out there that are out there to help. And I love that. And even, even if they say, okay, we're going to do general tutoring once a week or something. Yeah. What's going to happen is you're going to have a teacher that as a parent that you can talk to. So something that we work on with middle and high school kids is executive functioning skills. Mm -hmm. And we go through their assignments with them and we help them set their own goals Mm. for that so that they're picking up that ability to be more and more independent. So even if it's just once a week, even if it's just once a week. Yeah, that's great. All right. So another question from another mom, uh, she asks, my son is really behind with their school because of the pandemic and virtual learning. What do I do and how can I help him? I don't want him to be behind his peers, but he is. So what now? So what I would really want to know, first of all, is how she knows that he's behind his peers, Mm. because I feel that the impression that most parents have right now is that their child is behind, Mm. but we have to remember that every child experienced the pandemic and not just (laughs) in your city or your state, but the entire country, the entire world. Mm -hmm. So the real question is, is he really behind? Is he behind where students might've been three years ago? Most likely. Is he behind the students that are his peers right now in the class? Maybe, but maybe not. You don't know that. And 
I've had many students in the past who have things like cystic fibrosis or leukemia, and they're out for huge chunks of time, and they're still able to get caught up and regain what they lost. Yeah. So first of all, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. So everyone's going to be trying to get caught up. And the second part is even if he is behind, that doesn't mean that he won't be able to regain that time. Yeah. As long as he's in an environment where he is getting that constant mental stimulation and moving forward and not stagnating. Right. Yeah. That's important. And I get it. Right. Like everybody's kind of worried because it's like this whole, like a pandemic happened and that's never happened to like our generation. Right. So it's, it's definitely stressful. And like, as, as parents, like you want the best for your kids and just knowing that like, oh, well, they missed all of this school and then there was virtual learning and then there was this and then there was that. And, and so maybe, you know, they're feeling that stress. So I love what you're saying is that like, even if, you know, they were out for like a large chunk of time, like they're still going to be able to catch up. Right. Yeah. And it, that's such an important reminder because I think that's one of the things and, and I feel like if we're just going to be like super stressed out about it, like, oh, my kid is behind and like you're pressuring your son. Mm-hmm. all the time. Like, Oh, you need to get your work done. Like, why aren't you getting your work done? It's going to do nothing. Like absolutely nothing. Or the opposite of your intention. Yeah. Yeah. So you so get that true. resistance and pushback. Yeah. Which I mean, nobody wants that. Like that's, that's not where, <laughs> that's not where we want to aim the education at all. No. All right. So the final question that I have for you today is what advice do you have to share with my listeners that are approaching a new school year and wanting it to be very successful for their, for their child and for themselves? So I think this is a great question because we started back the second week of August. So I have a very good feel of what's going on with students and a lot of what we're doing right now is just building relationships again, because there was a lot of separation from their peers. So learning how to work cooperatively, how to interact with one another. (laughs) So I'm trying to build in a lot of time for that. And I would really encourage parents to check in with their children when they come home What did you learn today in school? What did you do? What was the most exciting thing that you learned today? What did you do at lunchtime? Who did you talk to? And build on those conversations every day. Every day, ask those questions. If you have a teenager or a middle schooler, they're going to be annoyed. (laughs) Okay. But that's okay. Don't let that convince you not to ask the questions because as much as they, might roll their eyes and (laughs) sigh. They appreciate deep down the fact that you care enough to ask those questions. And I think they're really important. And it's really important for us as adults to be checking in with our children after school, especially even if they were back last year, maybe they're a hybrid model or what have you. 
And in schools now, I don't, I know not every school is like that, but our school, they're in masks all day long Mm -hmm. and kids are getting pulled out for COVID testing. So there's anxiety around that. And I know my nephew has a lot of anxiety around COVID. So I think just having those mental check-ins are really important. And that's when they're going to tell you, oh, you know, I really like science, but I'm having a hard time in math. And that's when, you know, okay, I need to make sure that I'm helping Mm -hmm. my child with their math or, you know, they're struggling socially. Maybe we should invite someone over to hang out on the weekend or something. Right. Yeah, that's good. I love that you're saying like check in with your kids because that's something that like, especially when they do do the eye rolls and stuff, it's kind of, it feels like, okay, like I'll back you off, off now. Right. Yeah. Cause you don't like, I mean, it's not like that you want to be the cool parent, but it's like you, these are your babies. Like you birthed mm-hmm. them and they used to love to hug you and, you know, give you kisses and all of this stuff. And now they're just like, oh, you're so annoying. So that's, yeah. that's hard, but like, just keep pushing through. I just love that. And, and read those body expressions Yeah, because a lot of times they're going to say it was fine, but then you can tell it wasn't fine. So keep pressing and say, okay, well, you don't want to tell me who will you tell? Yeah. And, and make that happen for them because every, every single child this year is going to have at least one day like that where they come home and they're just, kind of blown out for sure. Now I know I said that I was giving you the final question, but (laughs) when we started talking a little bit about like, you know, going back to school and like the, Mm -hmm. the COVID fear that your nephew is facing, there's so many kids that have that right now. They're struggling. Like here where I live, we are just starting school. Like everyone's starting school on, um, right after Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of kids that are struggling. I mean, the schools here were shut down like, oh goodness, like three times, I think last year. Mm -hmm. So I, I homeschool my kids. So like it didn't affect their education, but it did affect their social side. Right. And I found that I like so many of my friends that their children are going back to school next week. They're struggling because they're nervous. And even my own children that like, you know, have homeschool, we're going back into the whole like gymnastics and like social activities, like outside of the home. And my oldest daughter is nervous, beyond nervous. Mm -hmm. She is petrified all the time that she's going to end up getting COVID and she doesn't want to give it to her little brother because my youngest has asthma really bad. And like before we've been in the hospital a few times because of his lungs. So she gets this like nervous feeling like, oh my goodness, like I'm going back to my music lessons. I'm going back to my co-ops. I'm going back to my, you know, all of these things that I did before. But what if I get my brother sick? And like, Mm -hmm. that's her, that's our situation. But Mm -hmm. you know, those kids that are going back to school full time, you know, starting Tuesday or in your situation, they're already back in school. Mm -hmm. What can we do to help those kids that are feeling that? COVID anxiety. Cause we just, so often we release their, you know, kind of just dismiss their feelings right. because it's like, you're a kid, you don't get it. Like it's, it's right. fine. But like a lot of them, they've been holding in that anxiety and that fear. What mm-hmm. can we do? What can we do to help them with that? It's a lot of weight. Yeah. It's it a is. lot of weight for your, for your daughter to have to be it concerned. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge that 
Definitely. And that we let them know that it's okay to feel that way, that we understand it and yeah, we are going to do our best to keep them safe. And that sometimes things happen and it's not her fault. If yeah. that happens, that that's just, unfortunately the way that life works yeah. and that it's okay. I mean, my nephew went back, I told you he was, he had a lot of anxiety around COVID and then ended up getting COVID from his school oh. and, um, he was okay. He just, they thought he had strep and it turned out he had COVID and he had to be quarantined, which he thought was great. Cause he got to play video games for about one day. <laughs> and then he thought it was terrible, oh. but, um, yeah, I think it's a very real mm-hmm. concern. And if we brush it off, then it becomes the monster under the bed. Yeah. And we really need to address it and say, yes, I understand that you're feeling like this. What can we do to help you feel better? Right. And, and pointing out the safety protocols that are in place and then saying, you know, even with all of these things in place, sometimes people still get sick and that's not your fault. Yeah. I think that that's the biggest concern probably for a lot of these kids is they're worried that it's going to be their fault. Right. And that's so unfortunate too, because it's like, oh, well, if, you know, like if my dad gets COVID from me, then he can't work. And like, it's like this feeling of burden. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. this burden that they, they should never have to feel. Like it's not something that our kids should have to feel. And I hate that they have to deal with this. Like it just makes my heart hurt for them. I I hate that this stress is on them. Mm -hmm. So I love what, I love what you're saying. And I love how peaceful you are about it too. Cause you're just so like, like, it's just such a calming conversation. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. And I, I guarantee that the people that are listening will also really appreciate your words of wisdom because it's so important. And I mean, like parents and children are struggling so bad mm-hmm. throughout this entire pandemic. So, you know, if, if somebody is listening and they're like, I really want to learn more about you, I want to get some study help because I don't know what to do. And, you know, I need to talk to you <laughs> because I'm stressed out. Can you tell me what your website is that I can give to them so they can find you? Yes, absolutely. If they go to study.help, that's okay. it. That's all you have to type is study.help and it will bring you to our website. Perfect. A pop-up will come on that if you fill in the information, it will schedule a free consultation with me. So you will get on the line with me and we can talk about how I can help you and help your child and coordinate the best opportunities for them. That's so great. That's so great. And I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. So you're all of your information is going to be included in the show notes. So if somebody is listening and they maybe don't have a pen or something and they can't write that down, like check the show notes, it'll be there. Go and find her because she's amazing and she will help you. And I just, I love what you're doing. I think it's incredible. I think you have this amazing passion for kids and it's just such a beautiful thing to see. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate that. Just thank you so much. I, I loved how peaceful you are and how like genuine you are. And it's really such a beautiful thing that you're doing. Thank you for the invitation. I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Okay, guys, I loved that conversation. I really did. I loved it. I just listened through it again and I just, I love it so much. And Amy's just such a nice person. Okay, so after 
we recorded this, she actually sent me an email like literally the same day actually. And it's just so sweet because she's like just such a kind person and she has such a passion for helping kids and their parents. So she actually just has it on her heart to help the listeners of the Genuine Mom Club podcast. So as a bonus for you, my beautiful listeners, she has offered us a discount code for your first purchase of a package of from Study Help Inc. So the discount code is Genuine Mom Club. That is all one word, Genuine Mom Club. So all you do is enter in that code and you're going to get 20% off your first purchase. I mean, that is so sweet. Thank you so much, Amy, for being such a kind and amazing person. And thank you everyone for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. I think you're fantastic. I think you're awesome. I think you're doing a great job raising kids through a pandemic. You are a phenomenal person. And there are people like Amy out there guiding us and helping us to be the best parental version of ourselves that we could possibly be. Okay. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.